Welcome to ISA ARPA Views podcast, a series bringing you conversations with researchers and tree care experts about current issues in arboriculture. Philip Van Wassener joins us today. Philip is an ISA certified arborist and a principal consultant with Urban Forest Innovations Incorporated, who specialise in applying the latest research and science in preserving and managing all aspects of the urban forest. Philip explores risk assessment of ageing trees and looks at new methods for assessing them which are significantly less invasive and damaging than previous methods. Firstly, thanks Philip for joining us today. Thank you very much, it's a pleasure to be here. Can you give us some background on managing old trees? Um, Yeah, I started to, I've been working with old trees um, throughout my arborist career. Um, I came to arboriculture from a rock climbing background so I was interested in climbing trees and working with trees rather than working with chainsaws and cutting them down. So my focus has always been on conservation of trees. And in that exploration, at a certain point, um, I started to explore uh, looking at, at approaches to working with trees in other places other than North America, so in Germany, in Holland, in Great Britain. And I started to discover that there was a lot more attention and focus to the old trees in some of those places. Um, And I guess by that exploration, I started to uh, further my knowledge uh, of working with old trees. And I started to become uh, more interested in uh, ways to assess the risk of those trees so that we could balance off the benefits of having them in an urban situation with the potential risk that they might pose to the inhabitants. And are arborists doing something different in Europe than they are in North America? I think they are. I think certainly what I've seen is that um, consultants in other places uh, are looking at at old trees differently than we are here. There's more of a sense of veneration of those trees. Uh, In many countries there are actually Uh, legislation that protects those trees and prevents them from being either damaged or removed. And because of that appreciation, veneration for trees, they've had to refine their techniques and go further into how they can manage those trees and and especially how to manage the risk posed by those trees. And is the risk of failure an important issue when you're managing these old trees? Well, it certainly is. Um, What I look at is, you know, what I think we have to look at is a balance between all of the benefits, and there are a variety of them. There's habitat for other species, there's all of the benefits that we usually discuss about urban trees. Those benefits accrue to people. However, we can't have those trees posing inordinate amounts of risk, otherwise the benefits um, are outweighed by the risks. And what are some of these more uh, recent and less invasive methods that are being used to assess tree stability? Well, there's a there's really has been a movement towards more technical types of assessments as we understand um, the different elements of risk assessment. So um, one, I think the reason why the movement has come towards these more technical methods is to move away from damaging a tree when you're trying to assess it in a conservation uh, perspective. So if you're trying to save the tree, you wouldn't want to damage it. So we have, we have um, uh, things like sonic tomography, electrical impedance tomography, uh, thermal imaging, uh, tree radar, uh, tree pulling tests. These are all methods that are seeking to get information 
from the tree about its risk status without causing further injury to the tree in that process. And in what way can we use these new methods and uh, how can they be used by arborists to assess the risk related to these trees? Well, these new methods, I think, are trying to bring um, a, a further depth to our assessment. Many of the quote-unquote traditional methods have been based on visually looking at the trees or using some form of a drill to drill into the tree to discover how much wood versus how much decay. Um, the new methods take us further than that. They not only look at the geometry of a cavity or a stem of a tree, but they try to take all of the tree into consideration um, uh, or contribute to that type of assessment. And are there also some non-invasive methods of assessing the tree roots? Um, there are movements towards that. In my, in my mind, uh, probably the best method that's come forward is the tree radar type of approach. It, it, it utilizes ground penetrating radar, so it's already um, a science that was developed for finding things underground. And the challenge with using tree radar is to refine the software and the analysis to show what we want to find out of those uses. And how difficult is it to apply these methods in the field? Well, it depends on which one you're using. Um, you know, I have a more intimate familiarity with uh, sonic and electrical impedance tomography and also tree pulling tests. So tomography work is finding out um, about at one, one assessment level how much decay or solid wood there is. And it's while the methods take more time than simply drilling into a tree, um, they give so much more information. And I suppose um, uh, one of the really, I think, the most complete method after working for years trying to find a better way is the tree pulling test. The tree pulling test, uh, while it may not be uh, completely refined at this point in time, the, the whole process of the pulling test tries to account for as many of the various factors that come into a tree safety assessment as possible. And do you think there are any drawbacks with these methods? Well, um, you know, relating back to your last, last question, with tomography there's not too many drawbacks in that um, it's fairly easy to, to, um, to apply these methods to trees. Tree pulling tests can have some limitations. Um, in that you require uh, putting a, an anchor in the tree, you need an anchor somewhere else to attach your equipment to, and um, in, in tight urban spaces that can be challenging. However, I can honestly say that in the five years that I've been doing tree pulling tests, we have never been thwarted to test a tree that we wanted to test. And do you think these new methods increase the accuracy of the diagnosis that is being made on trees? I really think they do. Again, I, I, I really need to limit my discussion to the methods that I'm most familiar with, but if we talk about sonic tomography, if we want to know about the former geometry of the stem and the extent of the decay, the thickness of the residual wall, uh, where drilling methods give information at a three millimeter um, wide uh, needle point decided somewhere in the tree, when you do a tomography assessment, you get information about the whole plane. When we do tree pulling tests, not only do we get information about the former geometry, 
but we get a whole, as a, as a safety engineer would say, we get a safety assessment. It accounts for the forces acting on the tree, the material properties of the green wood of the tree, and the form of geometry and the interactions of those three parts. So all this information helps to accurately diagnose the tree and to develop new treatment methods or new approaches? Well, what it, what it does is it allows for um, you know, more information in the toolbox. Nothing can take away from the need for experience and knowledge of trees and knowledge of working with them. And I, I believe specifically focusing in risk assessment. But what it, again, um, the tree pulling test, what it, what it allows is first it allows for an assessment of either breaking safety of the tree, but even more importantly, root stability. To, to the best of my knowledge, there is no other way to assess the safety or stability of a tree when it has damaged roots um, with any degree of accuracy or precision other than pulling the tree and testing its reactions. So beyond that, we can, with the tree pulling methodology, we can assess the current situation of the tree, but we can also run different scenarios through the software to um, give more precision in terms of what type of pruning is required to increase the safety of the tree. And what further new methods do you see that might be useful in urban forestry and arboriculture? Well, first of all, I think the, there's, um, you know, which all of these methods are still in development, so to speak. In, in the span of our, 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 our boricultural time, let's say, that we've been really focusing on managing and taking care of trees, um, these methods are new to us and they continue to evolve. But what they allow us for is to bring a more scientific type of approach to our assessments rather than a gut feeling or, or, or an experience-based um, approach. And you discussed the benefits of trees to the community as trees age. Could you elaborate a little bit on how the tree improves with age? Well, I think that the quickest way to, to describe that is when we look at, if we look at a, a traditional list of the benefits that we accrue from trees, shading, um, carbon sequestration, air cleaning, all of these things um, increase with the leaf area in a tree. So if a tree gets larger, it has more capacity to serve these functions. What we're seeing in North America especially is that our old trees, our big trees, are coming to an age all at the same time. And we're, we have catch-up work to do in order to actually have that canopy replaced. So if we can extend the life of these older, large trees, for a period of time in a safe fashion, we're going to keep that stream of benefits for a longer period of time and allow for us to replant the urban forest beneath. Well, thanks for joining us, Philip, on a very interesting topic, and thanks for listening. Mm -hmm.